Yes. You're being recorded. Shit. Craig, you're being recorded. I know. Everybody's got one tonight. Nick will try and put the willies up you all. Ryan, with his unusually small peen eye, will put his willies up you. Oh, God. <laughs> hang on, hang on a second. Right, just off the the, the get go, you know, I, I don't think it's fair for Ryan, the newest member here, to <laughs> have his member talked about in such a way. Craig Seymour. Well, I mean, you could say that about mine. It happens a lot on on one of the other podcasts I do, actually, and I bring it on myself. He literally brings his packet on himself. That's yeah, it's on every episode. I don't know why. I don't know how it comes up every episode. Oh, 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 oh. <laughs> that that that'll be done. That teasing you with a <laughs> bit of rimming. I'm I'm actually quite scared about going away with him. Are you in the same room? Yeah. With with wives. No, just me and Dan. Oh, you're joking. Yeah, 11 nights in, in Disney with just me and Dan. Oh, what goes on tour stays on tour. Exactly. Do what me and Nick did. Um, what a massive bum a, session. And now he, he brought a, a drill, <laughs> a hand drill. So he used to sit on the toilet and drill holes. And then I used, used to put me pecker through and then uh... <laughs> that's, that's not actually true I bought a mandrill not a hand drill and it got mandrill. customs as you expect he drilled me hard um, so how are you how have you been well what are you drinking first of all Nick oh I'm just drinking a mixture of cough syrup and cherry Pepsi Max nice Ryan I am actually, for some reason, being sensible. I've got a, a massive mug of tea in uh, the uh, Disneyland Paris 25th anniversary cup. Oh, oh. I don't even have one then. I've got a Vimto. Oh, we're being quite sensible. Yeah, I had a session last night. Um, I went to a wedding. And um, I don't get, well, I do. I, although I come across as like quite confident and all that, uh, when. The, the people whose wedding it was, I know them dearly, the beautiful people, but it's you just get a bit anxious about going into an environment of 98% strangers. Do you yeah, know what I mean? Yeah. So I drank a bottle of wine before we left the house in a pint glass. Nice. <laughs> uh, yeah, and we, we, we had the kids with us, um, so she drove anyway. And, oh, you've got to take advantage of that. Yeah, well, I had three pints... Uh, and then my mother-in-law and me went on the um, Jamesons. We had two double Jamesons each. And then I come home and had a single malt whiskey and fell asleep on the couch. Nice. I actually did 
not quite that that hardcore but i was also at a wedding last night and um it was one someone from work and there were only a few like maybe three or four people that there that i knew so again i had a few beers came back started to try and watch big mouth season two on netflix oh mate which is amazing but i fell asleep on the beanbag 10 minutes in yeah this is this has got to be like something that happens as we get older right because and this happens to me quite a lot um i don't like to go to bed too early oh i hate it i think it's something that's been uh distilled in me from like a young age so like although when i was probably under 10 i'd go to bed at a sensible time like eight nine o'clock um Ever since I was kind of given permission to set my own rules, I've abused that. And so I don't like going to bed early. But I, I'm married to someone who loves to go to bed early. Mm-hmm. So quite often, I'll just be down here, either recording a podcast, playing some PlayStation, or watching stuff that she doesn't like. And the number of times where all of a sudden, it gets to like, I don't know, midnight, one, something like that. And I start to get tired, but too tired to move from where I am. And rather than drag myself upstairs to go to bed, I will fall asleep on the sofa because it's easier. And then a few hours later, I'll wake up and then I'll drag myself to bed. Oh, I do exactly the same. So I, I similar thing, really. When I was growing up, um, I used to go around my uncles and play video games oh, every I... now and again. Yeah, not like that. Calm down, calm down. Play and play video games, and that was really like the only time I was allowed to stay up late. Mm-hmm. And again, since I was old enough to stay up late, I would, I don't really go to sleep until like half one two. I don't have to get up till like eight. Um, but yeah, every night, like probably once or twice a week, Donna's usually goes to sleep at like half eight. So I'm just wow. like sat sat there playing playing Xbox or podcasting or doing something. Um, so yeah, and I I will probably fall asleep on the sofa or the beanbag in the what I call my studio, but it's more of a games room, uh, a couple of times a week. Well, I mean, so I know you're going away there this week. Well, I go away like half term and all that, and it's the the annual Scotland um, binge drink marathon. So the whole family goes, fifteen of us. Um, basically the routine is we get up in the morning, we have breakfast, we go for the day out, we get back with the kids, with the dads will run around a little bit with the kids, but whilst drinking, um, then we'll go in the house, have our tea, play around a bit with the kids, and then we'll put a film on. One by one, the women will find the film inappropriate, get a gob on and go to bed. It'll probably... <laughs> it'll, it'll start with me mother-in-law... Then it'll uh, be me, my wife, my wife, she'll go. And then uh, my sister-in-law, who's heavily pregnant, she'll go. And the other sister-in-law, she'll have gone to bed with the kids to read them a story, and they'll end, all end up sleeping in their bed. So the, the men stay downstairs watching films and drinking. And one by one, we pass out. And I will, I will say, though, Craig, I've said to you before that, you know, choosing... Shaving Ryan's Privates, not this Ryan's Privates, <laughs> but isn't a particularly good film for the family. So, well, well, that was uh, that, that happened that's one the, year. We we had is that the plan. The is, on. That, is that the plan? Like Saving Private Ryan, chuck that on. You know, in the first five no, minutes, no, no, everyone no, no, is no, leaving. No, no, shaving Ryan's Privates. <laughs> I, 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 God only knows what that is. It's the porn version. It's the porn parody of Saving amazing. Private Ryan. It's, it's amazing. I'm not sure I have not seen this. 
Well, he's, he's very gay. You're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you were passed out. Oh, <laughs> uh, that, that explains it, yeah. Style band. Well, I'll tell you what, though. I got, last... uh, go, on. go on. No, no, go on. I was saying, last night I had, because I expected to, you know, there to be lots of food at the wedding. There was a few cheese and biscuits. I hadn't really eaten all day, which for a type 1 diabetic is not a good idea anyway, by the way. But I got in and I couldn't be asked to go out and get like a Subway or kebab. So I ended up doing a piece of toast with pretty much a whole black pudding on it. I fried a whole black pudding up, loads of ketchup, and that's what I basically crashed out eating that on a beanbag. Nice. Yeah. What's the right? So I've got a, a, a drunk story. Before we go back to Craig's stepbrother story, which I do want to hear about the the worst time um, when I've been in a similar situation to you, but I'm not diabetic. But when you come home steaming, absolutely hate Marvin. I've not long been together with uh, my ex girlfriend now wife, and. Um, my ex-girlfriend, now wife. That's was, too long to that's say. Way too long, isn't it? So <laughs> we went, we went back to hers. Like she was living with her, her mum at the time, mum and dad. And uh, she was living on a prayer. That's what she was going at in me. And um, I was like, oh god, what can we have? What can we have? And there was like nothing. And she was like, well, we've got some ham. And I was like, oh, mm. have we got any bacon? She was like, no, we've just got ham. And I was like, mm. so I said, all right, let, I'll sort out Sam. Just don't worry about that. I thought it would be a really good idea. What's what's close to bacon? Ham. So if you cook ham, bacon. It doesn't work. No. If you fry ham, it just burns. So <laughs> my advice is, um, if you want bacon, buy bacon. Don't try and cook ham. Just have a ham sandwich. Amazing. That's incredible. I before uh, After you've said your story, Craig, I do want to touch on, not the worst, because I'm, I'm not going to say the worst, but one of... The, the worst drunks that I've had and uh, I don't know why I'm even going to say it on the podcast but yeah you go first well I mean basically last year we would all pass out and Ian had the chair right so Ian would be unconscious so one night we literally covered them in all the cushions from the room right <laughs> just just covered them his legs right round over them, on top of them, everywhere, and then turn the lights out in the entire house. And bear in mind, we're in the middle of nowhere in this house in the Highlands of Scotland, pitch black. So when he woke up, he thought he died, didn't know where he was, didn't know who he was. Um, then another night, I dropped my strides and stuck my arse on his cheek. <laughs> been there, done that. Yeah, you know, all, yeah. Um, but yeah, it's just it's, well this year because we we have we have a, a bit of rivalry over the drinking stakes because they all say I'm a shandy arse and I'm not. I drink them all under the table. But we want the evidence. We've got a phantom. Uh, someone um, opens a can and only has a few swigs of it and leaves them all around the house. So somebody's um, not doing a proper drinking session. They're doing so. We're all getting permanent markers to mark our cans so we can count them up. Yeah. It's a side so plan. Yeah, that's going to bode well. We're going to have Adolf Hitler. We're going to have Harry Potter. All, all with permanent marker on our faces. <laughs> that's definitely going to happen, yeah. Yeah, I'm doing it. Or either that, or we'll be drawing big knobs on each other's legs. No, that's all going to happen. Yeah, which I've had. You have so come on, what? what? On your leg, yeah. 
Well, it was yours, Nick. <laughs> so it's it's sort of grey. It's not you know like the grey stuff. I mean, be our guest. Oh That's yeah. What his helmet looks like. His helmet is like the same shade of grey. I, I, oh, I honestly do not know one where it, the idea, the concept even comes from. I mean, I've never seen a grey knob. Uh, and can sound, if anyone's listening wants a soundbite that and turn into a, a text alert, you're more than welcome to. Um, <laughs> I, I, it just, it, every time Craig comes up with this, this grey knob philosophy, I, it just bamboozles me. I've never seen a grey knob. I mean, John Major, he was quite a grey knob. but um, He literally looks like a grey knob. He does. He does, yeah, to be fair. Yeah, so, yeah. Ryan, are you are you prepared to tell your worst drunken story? I I, I will certainly tell I will tell, tell one of them and it happened I think um maybe the year before last. Um and my my one of my best mates who I used to work my with as well. Mate. My best mate. Uh, I used to work with him and it was his leaving due. So we thought, okay, and I was his line manager as well at the time. So I thought, okay, we've we got to get, get him absolutely smashed. And he doesn't usually drink. Um, not that much, anyway. So he went to the went to the pub, as you'd expect, had a few. Um, and it turns out that he knew the barman. So the barman was just like, oh, we'll have some shots. Um, the barman was just pouring them out. And he's like, oh, what a shame. Wastage. So we basically were drinking shots, beer. Went coming out afterwards. We are drinking free for most of the night. Um the next thing I remember, I woke up. Uh, so basically, I, I live in like a small block of flats, like five flats. I woke up outside my flat in the communal hallway uh, with my jeans off. And I was well, basically my jeans were off. I was laying on my jeans, using them as a pillow. Um, I woke up because Donna was worried about me, obviously calling me, called, it called around all my friends. Um, obviously I thought I was in the flat, but I was lying outside the flat. Um, she opened the door to actually search the streets for me. And luckily I was there. Um, not only that, it turned out that I'd walked into the communal hallway, taken my jeans off and taken a piss on the wall. Oh, that nice. Yeah. Well, I'll make you feel better, Ryan. Not that much better to be fair, but I'll tell you two stories. So the first one involves me. Um, and I must have been about 19 at the time because I I was in a long-term relationship from the age of 16 uh, with someone who was about nine months younger than me. Mm-hmm. So I didn't really go clubbing until she hit 18. Yeah. Because we pretty much did everything together. So um, it, I must have been about 19 at the time when this happened. And we'd gone out with uh, her brother, her eldest brother and his partner and before, so you know, I'm 19, so rebellious and all that kind of stuff. Anyway, um, on the way to the club, they were smoking. I had a few puffs of what they were smoking, and it was a normal cigarette. That wasn't so much. So, Did you inhale? Yeah, I'm, I'm not Bill Clinton. <laughs> I'm not going to lie about stuff. So, um, <laughs> anyway, it was the first time I'd ever uh, done anything like that, and going out on a session. We'd already started, we'd had a couple of drinks at the, at the house, but um, we got to the club and I started drinking. And I mean, I, I, I drank a lot, but I don't know exactly how much, I don't remember, but 
the rest of the night was a blur. Like leaving the club was a blur because the other thing as well, quite often, I find this a lot when I'm drunk, is that you don't realise how drunk you are until you get back outside. Oh yeah, it just hits you. Yeah, yeah. And so I, um, I went to the chicken shop. Everyone knows. No, no, no. And um, it was closed. So this this part I remember quite vividly. And I was going up to the chicken shop, and it was quite like the lights were out and all that. And I'm banging on the on the door, going, "Open up! I want some food." Uh, and obviously, there was no one there. It's been closed for quite a while. Um, now, the rest of the night was a complete. The journey back was a blur. It was only about eight, nine minutes walk. Yeah. Up to the house, I woke up about half past three on the toilet, trousers around my ankles, just on the toilet. Don't remember getting there. Don't remember getting home. Really aching down one side of my body. Eventually, like, plucks up the courage to, like, get into bed. And the next morning, I'm like, right, what the hell happened? Because I, I don't really know what happened after I left the club. So they're telling me the story. And I'm like, oh, you went outside the chicken shop and you started knocking me. I was like, oh, yeah, I remember that bit. And I'm like, and then you ran into the road and got hit by a car. I'm like, what? <laughs> what the fuck? And they went... Yeah, you got you got hit by a car. I went, what do you mean I got hit by a car? I went, well, you ran out into the road, quite a busy road as well, and you got hit by a car. I went, well, how fast was this car going? It was, well, it was slowing down because it saw you. Probably about Jesus. 10 miles an hour. I was like, right, okay. And so that, that's how I got hurt. And I had no memory of that at all. That's crazy, isn't it? It's it, it, over. <laughs> I don't know. Like, not literally run over, like, obviously I got hit by the car and fell into the road. But, um, yeah, no memory. Obviously. It's crazy what you forget, isn't it? I don't remember get, walking, getting to that point, get, even getting inside the building, certainly not taking a piss inside. No. It's so, mental, isn't it? Oh, and, um, and the first time I got, like, repulsively drunk, I was 15. I was in Tenerife with an old school friend. And um, I think I might have told this before. Craig, if I've told you before, let me know. About... This where you drank piss? No. No, it was my 21st birthday. Um, <laughs> Using my best man's speech. Brilliant start. Um, no, I was this when I was in Tenerife, and I was um, carried home. got so drunk drinking Red Bull and vodka that I got carried home by my friend and a German bloke. I asked for them to sit, sit me down at some point because I felt so ill. They sat me on a load of rocks. And I fell over, like, I was sitting up, and then I kind of slumped over and crapped my head on the rock. I was puking all down myself. And the next night, when I went back to the same bar with the same people that had dragged me out, there was, like, a, like a band in a bar that we went travelling around with. Um, and they nicknamed me Jill Dando, because two shots and I was down. <laughs> So this gives you an idea of the time. It must have been like 99. Amazing. Something like that. Um, so there's that. But I'll give you a bonus story, which doesn't involve me. doesn't involve Craig either. It involves my wife. My wife? Yeah. Oh. So, New Year's Eve 2008, I think we are. And um, so this is pre-kids, uh, pre-marriage, actually. And... Um, We'd gone out with some friends um, and her sister, and uh, we'd gone to this uh, club in a town, 
she was, well, we'd all had a drink before we got out there, but she doesn't drink very much. She doesn't drink very often. So when she drinks, it hits her hard. And she was drinking uh, vodka and orange juice. And she was drinking it like it was orange juice. Like, we'd all get, we'd get around him, and then she'd go, oh, can I have another one? Like, I'm not even halfway down this pint, what are you doing? And by midnight, she was smashed. Absolutely smashed. So we waited for the, you know, the countdown and all that. And I was like, right, I'm going to take her home. Because we had stuff to do the next day. I think we was going to see my uh, parents or something. So, dragged her out. Went to McDonald's. Queued up for ages to get some food. So I thought, she needs to have some food. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. Um, got, her, got her, like, quarter pounder meal. I got myself a box of 20 nuggets. No, absolutely no shame. Um, Money nuggets. Got, yeah, yeah, yeah. No problem. And oh, um, you've got to do it. Yeah. yeah. If you're drunk, absolutely. Um, got a black cab because black cabs. This is a good tip for everyone. New Year's is this? Uh, did, oh, did you get a cab of colour? <laughs> yeah. To be yeah. Okay. Carry on. Yeah. So black cabs on New Year's Eve are the same. They don't up their prices. So you get a mini cab New Year's Eve. They like double or triple their prices. Black cabs can't. They're on a meter. Prices are the same all throughout the year. So that's my tip, get a black cab. That's so a good tip. We got we was getting a uh, black cab home and we got about halfway down and she's like, I'm gonna be sick, I'm gonna be sick. So I'm like, oh don't get in the cab. So we had to pull over so she could be sick outside of this cab twice. Oh god. Journey wasn't even ten minutes, right? Anyway, we get home and um, I'm like, right, come on, get you in. And like you, we live in a small block, block of flats. So I had to drag up the community. I know what you're on after. And um, got her in. Like, right, now oh, you eat your food. Yeah. Oh, no, I can't. I've just got to go to bed. I was like, okay, okay, fine. Kinky. So she went to bed. I ended up eating 20 McNuggets and a quarter pounder and chips. Oh. Because you can't, can't let the food go to waste. That's a great way to end the night for you. But you can't, exactly. You, I mean, you can't, you know, you can't reheat McDonald's. Don't care what anyone says. It's not like Chinese or Indian or pizza. No, it's not. It goes reheat. horrible. Yeah. So, anyway, so I've eventually gone to bed about two o'clock, whatever. About half three, four, I can hear some noises. I'm thinking, is someone in the flat? And I looked over and I was in the bed alone. I was like, well, I definitely wasn't in the bed alone. So... I've gone out of bed and she's in the hall, hands and knees, crawling, getting clothes out of the washing machine because she suddenly remembered there was something she wanted to make sure she had ready for the next day. <laughs> and like she's, she's not like I'm trying to talk to her and she's almost like in complete sleeping mode. Like she like Should she's be. not making any kind of like conscious like sentences at all it's all absolute gibberish that's amazing I found out what it was and she was like oh yeah I knew what I was doing in my head I'm like you looked absolutely it was like someone had possessed her it was fucking hilarious I miss those days because she used to like talk in her sleep all the time and um, I've still got recording somewhere because I'm so proud of it she was um, once taking a shark she was going to say shit. No, she was taking a shark for a walk in the park. <laughs> her, and this happened a few times. This is how I recorded it. It didn't just like the once. But she started like, murmuring. And I'd be like, oh, what's up? You're right. She's like, oh no, she's taking the shark 
What are you taking the shark? Oh. Walking him in the park. Okay. What are you going to do with the shark afterwards? Oh, I'm going to take him home. Okay, where are you going to put him? Uh, put him by the TV. You're going to put him by the TV? No, not over there. Like, like it was just amazing. Like, can, can, like, bearing in mind what your wife did to you this week, can you not put this out on a podcast? If I can find the audio, because I'm, I'm talking there, and I've definitely got the audio because I have listened back to it. And I think I might have it on a computer because it was on an old phone. Um, but I'm pretty sure I've got it in an iTunes library somewhere. So, yes, if I ever find it, it'll be on one of these episodes. Yeah, that'd be good. It won't be on this episode because I, I, there's no way I'm going to find it in time for that. No, no way. But that's that's something to look forward to in the future. So I'll, if I ever find it again, and I sure hope I do, I've got to go through an old computer um, looking for old Biz After Dark. So it could even be on there. If I find it, Craig's having it and he's editing it into one of these episodes. So make sure you keep your, your ears open on a future edition of Ego. I am. Um, this is the last drinking story. I we went out with friends, and he so lived right next, right next door to the ale house. So we goes to the ale house. We we'd had a meal in the house, and then we goes to the ale house, a few drinks, and he comes back from the. What are you in the bath? No, I was just. Uh, I I always shake my bottle of drink. So, and I comes back from the. No, he comes back from the bar. With a shot glass with green liquid in it. And I literally, without thinking, in one move, went, What's that? Is that absinthe? Wallop and drank it. And it was washing up liquid. Because it had <laughs> and I literally stripped the lining out of my stomach within minutes. I made it back to the house, sweating like a pig. And do you only think you're throwing up in the toilet? Mm-hmm. And you're not. You're throwing up up the walls, behind the toilet, oh. under the toilet, everywhere. I went out, I threw up on the lawn. The next, I, we, we got put in a taxi and off I went home, set, thoroughly ill. But the next morning when they got up, the cat was there eating me sick on the lawn. Oh. <laughs> right. So, so I know you said that's a nice drinking story, Craig, but you just opened up a whole new avenue. So just quickly, the worst thing you've ever drunk. Um, straw, Pardon? which is straw, S T R O H, and it's a shot. I think it was about eighty percent. I had a bottle of it. Me and Stuart had it in Mallorca, and we had three of them in one sitting with with pints. And I don't remember much about that night. It was like cough mixture, but it was it was horrible. But it did what it it did what it said on the tin. That does sound absolutely horrendous. Yeah, it's it's good. It's good gear. It's Austrian. Get it down, you. Get it down, you lad. What about yourself, Ron? Well, I don't know. I don't know if I've had any alcohol that I've not necessarily liked. But something that something that happened a few weeks ago actually is I was. I was pretty, yeah, exactly, just guzzling on some spunk. Um, I was in, in the pub and I was pretty, pretty drunk. I went to the loo and I dropped my phone in the urinal as I was pissing on it. Oh, uh, oh, yeah, no. and 
then I so I went back up and they were like because somebody saw me do it and they were like oh I bet you won't lick it so I licked it and it yeah <laughs> I wasn't even that drunk as well I was just like yeah whatever oh I do yeah. I do much worse worse stuff sober than I ever do drunk being drunk yeah. is actually a safe space for me being sober really is dang- oh god yeah being sober I've done the worst stuff sober wet boss competitions pole dancing competitions streaking yeah sober Get me, get me drunk and I won't be doing that stuff. Um, the so worst, what about you? The worst thing I've ever drunk, um, it's probably either a packet of coffee granules or potpourri. Why'd you drink either of them? Well, I mean, we, I mean, technically, I suppose I didn't really drink either of them, but I've just put it in my mouth. Um, just dead. Potpourri was the worst. I mean, coffee granules is horrible because it's. I've, just, I've done coffee granules as well. Actually, it's not good. No, because it just because it, it's that dry kind of. It it's so it. strong as well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I hated coffee at the time. Um, have so that was have you ever snorted pepper? Uh, orange tango is the worst thing I've ever snorted. I've snorted pepper, yeah. white pepper, and uh, that is the bomb. <coughs> I did, I, on, I, on the worst drinks though. We gave something to, uh, was it his stag night? Might have been his stag night. Um, we went out. It, it may not, it, actually, you know what? It may not be his stag night. It might have just been a night out that we had. And we bought a shot of garlic vodka. Oh, God, that already sounds horrendous. Yeah. And we gave it to, like, it, it, this place had, um, like, just, just bottles of their own flavoured vodka. Like everything you think of, like Mintero, Skittles, all this stuff. And we saw garlic, and we're like, right, get us one of them. And he was in the bomb. So we'd all had, like, you know, nice vodka shots lined up for us. And we was like, oh, here, we'll have this one. <laughs> and he had it, and, like, the whole night, his breath reeked. <laughs> like, just, like, raw garlic. And it was so bad, like, we dropped him off home. And like the next day, his wife was really kicking off at all of us and making him drink it because he just could not shift the smell. That's amazing. Oh, it was it was great, and of course, like he was sweating it out as well. Oh, oh yeah. I mean, as pranks go, we like we didn't know it was going to be as disastrous as that. But fucking hell, that's <laughs> you really want to ruin someone's life? Garlic vodka. I'll keep an eye out for that. Well, I don't know. Where'd you buy? No, they made it. Like, I mean. I'm sure there's some ridiculous company that probably sells it like a novelty, but um, this this bar just made their own flavoured vodkas. That's boss. Yeah, but I mean, the, the Skittles, it was a bottle, just, just like a, a bottle of vodka, but you could see the Skittles in the bottle, or some Skittles in the bottom. Of it. Yeah. Uh, okay, so they basically just chuck a load of stuff in the bottle yeah. and let it sit there. Yeah, I imagine they probably do the same with the garlic, just... just you know, as you're making... Oh, so you could literally have cum-flavoured vodka. Yeah, if you if you want. And I'm sure there are, there are people that would enjoy that. So, you know, chin-chin. You can probably get that in Brighton, to be fair. <laughs> <laughs> Don't make Nick laugh. Oh, yeah, you bet definitely could in Brighton. <laughs> anyway, Craig, this is the well, well. episode. <laughs> yeah, so that's the intro done. Kevin Smith <laughs> podcast. 
<laughs> now we're ready to start the show. Um, I was just intrigued. I mean, Ryan, you're going to Halloween Horror Nights for the first time ever this yes. year. Yes. So, have you watched any horror films this year? Yeah, I, I've I've not necessarily watched all the ones that I should have done, but I have. Um, I've I've rewatched all of the Chucky movies. Okay. Um, because obviously they've, they've got the scare zone there for for Chucky. Um, the last two in particular actually have gone almost back to its roots a little bit and have been a bit more scarier because yes. uh, it got, it got, kind of had a phase in the middle where it was just a bit ridiculous it, like, I still jo- enjoyed them they're still great films but they kind of got a bit silly um, and then the last two have been I think they didn't come out of the movies or anything but they were really good um, like really dark kind of Chucky films so, I, so I've watched that. I can't remember what they're called uh, but maybe Cult of Chucky is that one of them yeah Brian's where um Bride of Chucky is where it kind of got a bit comedy horror. Yeah. And then there was Seed of Chucky. And yeah. There was quite a big gap. And I think Cole and then you Chucky had, had these two. Yeah. Um, I'm not sure the I think latest. I think Cole Chucky's the latest one, isn't it? Because I'm sure that's the one where he likes, he manages to split himself out across multiple things at the same time. Right. Okay. I think. Um, yeah. I just, I've been watching those. I really enjoyed them. Um, we watched some uh, some Nightmare on Elm Street as well. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, love those. And there's one up, there's one that's that I watched recently. I can't remember the name of, but it's about not turning the lights off or something like that. Um, that was that was pretty good. I, I'll find the name because otherwise it's just going to be completely pointless me even talking about it. That um that <coughs> sorry, uh, I've been dying for the last few days. Um, that film you're with the lights out might it be called Lights Out? I'm not sure. Yeah, but, it might be, yeah. Um, but that started it, off it, as it's called Lights Out, yeah. Right. That started off as like a like two and a half minute, three minute horror film. It was entered like into a short film competition. And I think the opening sequence of that film is basically that being remade. Oh really? Yeah. And I remember seeing that film on a... I watched it on a train, like, when it was daylight. Like, it was the summertime. Um, this was years and years ago. I can't remember when that film... When the original film came out um, to be entered into, like, some short film competition. But um, I thought... I, like, I saw people say it was scary. And I was like, oh, well, you know, this is probably the best environment to watch a scary, like, short film on a train in broad daylight. And it mm. still made me jump. Really? Yeah. I was like, wow, that, that's that's pretty cool. Um, it was a good film, actually. I did enjoy it. Okay. So is that uh, the newest film you've watched? Have you, have you been the pictures at all this year to watch a horror film? I don't know. I haven't, actually. To be honest, I haven't had the chance to go to the pictures much at all this year. Um, has there been much out this year? Have I missed no, a lot? No, not really. In, in the horror genre? Um, yeah. I've been to see um, Hereditary, which oh, yeah. I went with. I went with Stuart, and that is a very slow. I mean, amazing spoilers and all that. It's basically, um, and Grandma is a witch, part of a cult, and the the devil demon leader, whatever, 
gets killed and needs to be reborn and needs a human male. So she basically raises her entire family to breed that male. So this this plays out, this film plays out. It's all set in the space of a, a month, maybe, at the, at, towards the end of the, the male's life. But she's done everything in play from, like, the 60s or, the, or whatever. That's how long it's taken. Her husband, her, her, her daughter has had to get married and have kids and all this type of stuff. Uh, okay. Uh, and it it was it was so uneasy on the eye, you know, where you you just don't want to be looking at it, and because you know something, it was the end in itself. It's worth a watch. Fucking horrific. And then uh, the other thing I watched, and again, I hadn't seen any of the other films before this, but me and Stuart went to watch the Nun. Oh yeah, I thought that's just been this year. I haven't I haven't caught up on that yet. Is that the one with um, Eric Idle and Robbie Coltrane? <laughs> yeah, with all the money. That was. A, <laughs> I, I think I had my face. I think I had my face wank to that one. To oh, be honest, but, um, <laughs> oh god, the nun is absolutely horrific, and it's part of what what franchise? Um, Conjuring. Yeah. Yes. So on the strength of watching The Nun, um, I actually watched The Conjuring and The Conjuring 2. And I don't know about you, but when do you watch your horror films? Is it in the night alone with the lights off? Or is it like me, uh, 10 o'clock in the morning with the patio window open whilst dining? Oh, see... Um, Donna is a big fan of horror. I, I I don't mind horror, but it's not my go-to genre. And um, so, she, but she is very much a fan of lights off, eight o'clock at night, chuck this horror film on something that we found on on Netflix or Prime or whatever it may be, and she's there, loving life, um, and I'm there, absolutely shitting my pants. And I'm the one that, and she goes to bed and knows that I'm up, and I I'm sat there like until two a.m. every day. Like I'm literally like. By myself, pretty much. Just rocking. Uh, yeah, rocking back and <laughs> forth, crying. Oh, it's horrible. I just, I, I, I was literally, um, there was a, I can't remember the actual scenes, but there was a couple of scenes in the Conjuring, and I think I put it in the group where I was crying with fear. I'm a grown man. I'm ironing, and it's daylight, and I shit myself. So, Absolutely. Is the Conjuring the one with that weird scene where it's playing like Tiny Tim? Is that that film? That's Insidious, I think. Oh yeah, you're right. It's Insidious. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I've, I've seen both of them. But I can never remember which one's which. The Conjuring is supposedly based on true events. Um, so Conjuring is Two is, is the. Though? Well, the, the Conjuring Two is the one where it's set in England. Oh, and it's okay. the the Enfield hauntings. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which done so before. it's been filmed. There's been several films made of it, and it's basically been defunct now and debunked. Um, there was fo- photographic evidence of girls levitating, um, but when they set up video cameras to record what was going on, they actually found footage of the girl throwing stuff around the kitchen herself. But uh, the way they it's very clever in the film, the way they explain why she did it. 
because the, the evil spirit had told her that if you don't get rid of these people by any means possible, I will kill them all. It's the evil so, spirit, garlic vodka, because I think we just yeah. <laughs> an evil spirit. I, t- I tell you what, though, the scariest film that I've seen, it's not even a, meant to be a horror film, but it genuinely, it, it, made, it left me so unsettled afterwards that I had to do some considerable research to make sure it wasn't actually real. And it was um, The Fourth Kind. Oh, I don't even know what that is. With um, yeah. Mia, well, I can't remember how to say her last name, Mia Djokovic. Mm. Oh, man, honestly, it's about aliens. It's like, it shouldn't be scary. But, I mean, it came out in 2009, but I genuinely, I, I have not watched it since because it, it just is so uncomfortable and weird. And I, I honestly had to do research afterwards just to make sure that I was not going to die. It's funny you say that about how films make you like feel a bit uneasy because I think the worst I felt after watching a film was Les Miserables. No, actually, that was that was the most I've cried at a film. But um, in all seriousness, was the um, the original Wicker Man, mm. which I don't again. I don't think it's a particularly scary film. Like, it's a few jumpy moments, but it's more the imagery. But it's it's the final. It's how a film ends, and I think when a film ends in that kind of way, um, it's just unnerving. Has this been remade recently? Yeah, it got remade with Nicolas Cage, and it's hilarious. Uh, oh god! Oh, shit! What I've seen. Yeah. What I've seen. Not the bees. Yeah. What, I, I, mean, I can't even bring myself to watch it. Um, I'll take back what I just said, by the way. I just Googled The Fourth Kind and looked at images, and I'm immediately scared. So it is a scary film. It's not billed as a horror film, but fuck me. I've just... Uh, I've just think, br- I'm sure it was like a 12 or a 15. It's not. I've just brought back the memories, and there's some... Yeah, no, I'm not I'm not doing that again. <laughs> it's a 15, yeah, it's a 50. I'm going to watch it. Well, yeah, watch it. Let us know I, what you think. Yeah. Um, I, got, I got told I, to watch The Babadook this year. I love that film. I have seen it. So I got told to watch it. I think it's on Netflix. It was on Netflix. I don't know whether it still is. Um, but I got to, like, oh, um, Whitey recommended it to me. And he was like, oh, you know, this. I watched it. It really, really freaked me out. So I was like, oh, better watch it like early doors. So I remember like watching it one night, half past six. I drew the curtains, but there was still daylight outside. It was during the summer. And I'm watching it. And I'm like, oh, right, it's going to get me in a minute. It's going to get me in a minute. This is a bit boring. Uh, oh. oh, okay, is that it? Oh. See, I thought, I, I really enjoyed the film. I don't think it was particularly scary, but it was very good, um, kind of like psychological. Yeah. Uh, you're, never, you're never quite sure whether it's it's in her mind or not, um, because obviously there's, there's been some trauma in, the, in her life and all that kind of stuff. So I think that, that side of it for me was quite clever. I mean, I don't think it helped that he looked like Papa Lazaro. <laughs> so immediately, hello Dave. Uh, Dave. You know, so I was like, okay, this is not, this is not what I thought it was going to be. I was expecting it to be a bit more horrific. Um, mm. But that's the thing. I think with horror, like I'm at the moment, like tonight, um, I've been watching Trick or Treat. So last year that was a scare zone at Halloween Horror Nights. Yeah. This year it's a house. Yes. Um, and I'm not going to see the house. I'm not going this year, but. I thought, well, I reckon I, you know, I, I walked through the scare zone and, you know, I wanted to see, like, how it translated to film and, and everything. Um, 
and I'm I'm an hour into it. It's, it's about an hour and a half, I think. It's not a particularly long film, maybe an hour and forty. Um, so I'm about an hour in, and it's good, and I'm enjoying it. But I'm not finding it particularly scary. Mm, no, it's it's not a scary film as such. Um, it's good though. But I'm it, enjoying it. It's a good. It reminds me of that Kevin Smith, the, the film that Kevin Smith goes on about. Um, no, the film that inspired him to become a movie maker, where he basically follows one person. The camera just it, it's one cut. So that that's what trick or treat like the, the story it just the camera just seems to move from story to story they all entwine don't they yeah it's good that's a, like it's good but um, it's not a scary film no. it's, a, it's a classic Halloween film it's a cla- definitely yeah it's, um, gonna be, it's gonna be one that I'm gonna I'm definitely gonna um, put into rotation um, it's yeah. a bit like Krampus like Krampus I didn't think was particularly scary another film actually where I think the ending is a bit unnerving but the film itself, I didn't find particularly scary. Um, mm. Good, though. Um, yeah. But I think, I mean, even if you go back now, you mentioned Nightmare Before, uh, Nightmare Before Christmas, uh, Nightmare on Elm Street earlier. I think the first Nightmare on Elm Street is genius. I think it's such a clever concept. I think it's creepy. I it ends very on a, on a bit of a, what? Absolutely. In a time before like the internet and everything like that, and yes, okay, the ending, the effects are a little bit dated. Um, yeah, yeah, you, you can see the dummy now. Yeah. But, yeah. Um, you know, when that come out, that was, you know, absolute brain fuck. Um, and, and they never and really... Seen... Exp- they never really explained it in the in the future films either. Well, no, because I mean they weren't really all necessarily tied in. Were I know I know they started to as they went on. Yeah, um, they did. Yeah. I don't think I think I've seen bits of all of the series, but I think Nightmare on Elm Street one is the only one I've watched all the way through. Most of them are actually all right. Yeah. There's a few hit hit and miss, I but Freddy kind of becomes a bit of a caricature as it. He does, yeah. They get he gets he he basically he becomes more and more like it's kind of like comedic dark horror as it goes on, like a bit like Chucky became. Yeah, and and Friday the Thirteenth as well. Uh, yeah, they all become character shows, though, don't they? Even the Michael Myers more, more ended ridiculous. up tap dancing at the end. Yeah, <laughs> I must have missed that. One. Um, um, that's the post credit scene, is it? <laughs> yeah, stay to the very end. Make sure you stay to the very, very end. And Captain America comes on with his head chopped off. Um, I, I watched uh, the Mar- the uh, clowns from Mars. Oh yeah, from outer space. Yeah, and I really think if you can watch it before you go, it'll make a lot of sense. I've seen it. I've seen it before. Of... Yeah, it's a weird. Oh, have you film, seen it before? It? Yeah, yeah. Pure eighties chins. Oh, it really is. Yeah, they. I mean, the costumes that they've managed to pull off are exactly the same, aren't they? I can't believe it. it it's it's not the greatest film. It's just no, pure nineteen eighties. I've got a lot of nostalgia for the eighties. Um, you know, I've watched quite a few eighties movies. Uh, I want to. I want to go back and watch all the Rocky films now because I've just been listening to I the Tiger on on my bike ride home. <laughs> um, but. The, them clowns in, in Killing the Clowns are absolutely stupendous. 
And I think they're wasted in a, in a scare zone. That will be a house next year. Oh, I think you're going to be right. Yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. The, the fan reaction to that has been incredible. So I'd, I'd be very surprised if it wasn't a house next year. But I'm not, I would I would say, and I know we've talked about this on your podcast, um, that, yeah, I, I would definitely get a refresh of the films uh, for this year's event before you go. So If you've got the time now, because time's ticking, isn't it? Well, the thing is, we also have time, like, when we're out there, like, we are going to have, like, a couple of hours here and there where we might be able to watch something spoon. before we go to sleep. Yeah, spoon and spoon, and at least we're safe in each other's embrace. I don't think he should be watching horror films in a strange hotel room with a scary man who doesn't drink. Yeah, uh, you're probably right, actually. But you could, I mean, what I tried to do, I mean, my my download failed, but I tried to download The Shining to watch on a plane. Ah, uh, that's a good shout. Yeah, so, I might do that. You know, you've got your flight time as well, um, especially if you if there's nothing on the, you know, if you've seen all like the latest kind of films. Yeah, they've got. It's, it's a classic, like, mainstream films that I've seen, like Solo, Infinity War, stuff like that. Yeah. I had that last year. Like, I, I found some... Um, I watched the original Blade Runner last year on the flight out because I'd never seen it before, and I wanted to see 2049. Yeah. I was like, right. So I found that, but, yeah, of, of, the, new, of the new films on there, I'd seen nearly all of them. So I was like, oh. So I was trying to find stuff that I could watch outside of that. Yeah, my my plan was at the, at the minute was to um, in, download like a couple of Marvel shows on Netflix I haven't watched um, yet. So series two of like the one, the rest of series two of Jessica Jones and, and Luke Cage. But I think it, it's a good idea actually. I might download a couple of horror films onto it as well. Yeah. Have you seen? Um, have you seen that on on Netflix? I watched the them DC. What are them called? Them them kids. The DC like it's Robin and all that. Uh, oh, God. oh yeah. yeah. Oh my God, it looks amazing. It looks awful. What are you talking about? Fuck you, Batman. It, it... No, it looks boss. It'll be all right. It'll be all right. But I you like. Didn't? Did you go to pictures to see the film that that was out the summer? You did, didn't you, Nick? Uh, Teen Titans movie. Yeah. Yeah, Teen Titans go to movie. Oh. Yeah. Probably the, the second best superhero film I've seen this year. And I've just seen Venom, yeah. so I can still say that. Um, yeah, that was that was great. Um, I need to watch that. What Venom or Teen Titans go to the movies? I think I'd sooner watch Teen Titans than Venom. Teen Titans go to the movies, like as a comic book fan, is brilliant because it's just full of in jokes, um, off the wall humor. It's it's great. It, it, it's a lot of fun. Nicolas Cage is Superman. Yeah, I heard that. That was just incredible. Obviously, because yeah. he was supposed to be back in the day, wasn't he? Exactly. So, like little in jokes like that. But it's 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 really good. If you if you're into if you know anything about the characters at all, yeah, like Batman and stuff like that. There's lots of good in jokes in it. Um, Venom's alright, you know. Like, I'm, it's not going to win any awards. Um, I just I just looked to see how it did opening weekend in America. It did well, didn't it? It's broken box office records. I'm absolutely shocked because the critical response has been horrendous for it. I really was hoping that it would tank, though, and so that Sony would finally go, OK, Disney, please take these characters back. The thing is, like, I, I, it's, it's an odd film. Like, I, there are things in it I thought were, were pretty good, 
Mm. A lot of it is is like a lot, there's also a lot of nonsense in it, and Tom Hardy still baffles me as an actor. He's like he's a good looking bloke. He's a good looking bloke, but he he's just not as good an actor as everyone makes him out to be. No, I completely he's agree. Very very average. Um, he's he, and the problem is he's done a couple of good roles, and he's riding on it still. He's convinced people. That because he was Bronson, and because he was good in um, the film about the craze, he's a good actor. He's not. His accents are pretty shit as well most of the time. Um, I mean, he, all right, he gave us comedy Bane, so he will always have that. But Pringle Cat, Pringle Cat and Bane, as I like to call him. <laughs> so all you need to, to to imitate his voice. Don't know what you mean by that. <laughs> I don't know what you possibly oh, I don't know I don't know this is like Ray Winstone in, uh, in Indiana Jones um, but he's so weird isn't it? Like it's, it's one of the most bizarre acting performances like when I went into it a few people had already like uh, you know talked about the premiere and said like you know Tom Hardy's acting in this film is super weird and I was like, how bad can it be? And I was half, about half an hour into the film, and I was like thinking, he's all right. What, what's everyone going on about? Like, people are really yeah. over-egging this. And then it kicks in, and you're like, oh, shit, now I know what you're talking about. And it's like he's channeling 1990s Jim Carrey. Oh, it's God. very, very odd. And, um, but it kind of works at the same time, but the film doesn't know what it is. So bring mm. it back on topic, right? It's a superhero film. But it's also at times more of a horror film. It should have no, been a, it should have been R in the states, really, shouldn't it? I think they've made a mistake was, there. Well, no, that's the thing. It is an R in the states. Oh, is it? Yeah, it's a. Oh no, sorry. It was no, going to be, wasn't it? I thought PG, they they changed it. No, you're right. It's PG thirteen states, but it's a fifteen here, mm. which I think is interesting because normally if it's PG thirteen, it's a twelve. Um, yeah, it takes quite a lot for us to go anything over a fifteen, doesn't it? Yeah. Um, I think my my personal thing is if you can wait and bear in mind I wouldn't see it for free because it's like having a pass um, if you're going to wait to see it I'd wait to see if they do indeed release that kind of unrated director's cut because yeah. said like <laughs> and great PR by the way to turn around in, in the press for the film and say oh yeah the, the, my favourite 40 minutes of the film have been cut out that oh yeah really I saw that the film for you um, so I think, because you know, there's not much gore in it at all, um, and that was one of my big issues because lots of continuity issues because of that. Well, yeah, they've had to do a lot of choppy choppy. Um, so I think when they do release like the home release and there's like the uncut version, even if they don't add the 40 minutes he said has been cut, I think it'll be a better film than what's there now. Um, I think Venom's What's a hard the point of it. Well, because surely Venom has got in every Venom story ever written Spider Man's in it no. somewhere. No. Surely. No, no, no. Well, what, why is this? Where's this? Where's this preconception come from? No, it's not. It's not so much that. It, like the the origin of Venom is from Spider Man, but you know they're not joined at the hip. So, I think the where it's going to be interesting is um, obviously all of this is going to be leading to Carnage. Carnage is my favourite 
probably my favourite Marvel villain. Um, if Spider-Man is not in that movie, which I don't think he will be, because I think I have a f- feeling they will take the movie, and it will be our next time. Is my gut feel? Mm. If if they make a sequel, that is. Um, I think um, Spider-Man should be in that movie because there's no way really like, if they stick into the comic books, Venom cannot take down Carnage alone. But we'll see. I would like to see because the, the whole purpose of this, Craig, is that basically Sony had the, the rights to Spider-Man. So with that, they had the rights to a bit like Universal and their Marvel deal. They had the rights for anything that Spider-Man was associated with. Yeah, yeah. So that means all the major villains are owned by Sony, etc., etc. So what they had, they cut the deal with Marvel so they could bring Spider-Man into the Disney-Marvel cinematic universe whilst retaining the overall rights to Spider-Man and so on. So what they can do is they can, you know, create this... I think they refer to it as like the Venomverse or something, but basically all the villains within the Spider-Man world uh, and side characters. So there's Morbius the Vampire, there's Craven the Hunter. Yeah, but um, who are they fighting against? Well, Venom kind of makes sense. Like, yeah. you, can, you can do that without Spider-Man, I think, but Morbius with Jared Leto is going to be just fucking terrible. Well, because he's got Jared Leto in it for a start. Well, exactly. I mean, that's and another thing is the character himself. I mean, you could pull off something interesting, but I just have no faith in Sony to do anything right by those characters. But saying that, by the same token, uh, Into the Multiverse looks fucking amazing. Agreed. Yeah, I sure that does look good. So I, I think they can do right. I think they're just so desperate to do something in live action. That's where they're kind of getting into a bit of a mess. But I could quite, I'd quite happily see a Carnage film, and then what I would like to see and what I would expect is maximum Carnage. Mm-hmm. Yeah, definitely. And, and you'd, as you say, you'd have to have Spider-Man for that anyway. Yeah, there's no way that Venom. Yeah, it's, it's impossible to take down Carnage without help. Yeah. So I, you know, I, I'd, I'd kind of take that. I'd kind of take that. It's nowhere near as bad as you think it's going to be. But it's nowhere near as good as you'd hope. That's yeah, I mean, it's, Venom. it's the reason I've not seen it because Venom, yeah, Venom and Carnage are my two favourite Spider-Man villains, and uh, Spider-Man's my favourite Marvel character. And after Spider-Man three, I just couldn't bring myself to do it again. No, I mean, I mean, I mean that's one thing. Venom is served uh, much better in this film than in Spider-Man three. That was just yeah. an absolute travesty. Um, I need to see Spider-Man 3 again, no. No, no one needs to see No, Spider-Man. you don't. Don't I, even... I haven't no. seen it since opening night, 10 years ago. I, I refuse to watch it again. It's got to be longer than 10 years, surely. I think it, I'm sure it came out in 2008. You, you might be... actually. 2007 or 8, I think it was, yeah. Fucking hell. They've, they've made about 28 Spider-Man films in them 10 years after that. I know, you can't believe we've had two with Andrew Garfield and now, what, two with... Well, yeah, he's been in two, hasn't he? No, three of movies. They've made six, they made six Spider-Man films in total. Yeah. Actual Spider-Man films since 2001. I don't think that's too bad. But they have rebooted him three times. Yeah. That's, that's the killer. Um, 
But yeah, I, I, I've not gone to see the only kind of horror film. Just going back on topic, the only horror film of sorts I've gone to at the cinema this year was the first Purge, um, which hmm. is to go back and watch the previous version of the Purge because I want to start that series, uh, which I started, which I know you're watching, Blaine and Craig. Yeah. I want to start that as well. It's quite good, actually. Where 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 is it set in that in the in the Purge verse? <laughs> um. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the I've not seen base. any of them, by the way. I, I don't. <laughs> I don't actually know, to be honest. I think it's it's just a year of page. Okay. Um, one, one night. Um, one night. Yeah. Series is set in one night, isn't it? One yeah. Night. Um, um, it might. I, I've seen the first two episodes. I think. I think the third and the fourth are out now. So I need to catch you off. There's a bit of ironing to do next door, so I'll get that done tomorrow, probably. Um, so maybe the year will present itself. What I would say... Um, I mean, I watched them completely out of sync. So I went to see the first Purge at the cinema this year. But that was a prequel. Yeah. yeah. So that actually worked out quite well for me. And I've gone back and watched the Purge. And then I... Uh, watched Purge Anarchy, which is the first sequel, and I started. I've just started today to watch um, Election Year, which was the third sequel um, in the series. And they were kind of chronological in that in that way. So you've either got to start with the first Purge, or the I've purge. seen Purge One and Two. Um, but the thing for the Purge that does me in is. They're not horror films, the the action movies, yeah, thrillers. But how different are they though? Surely it's just the same film, pretty much. Well, the the original Purge is is um, is probably my favourite actually. Unfortunately, the first Purge was was pretty good as well, but the original Purge film, um, it's set in a house. Mm-hmm. While the purge is taking place, it's supposed to be like they're, they're um, it, it, it's a it's a house run by security, or, or it's a house that's lived in by somebody who owns a security company. So yeah, so it's designed to protect them. Yeah. Absolutely, and and it, you know stuff happens and it doesn't, um, and so that's good because it's quite tense. It's set in the in like you know in, in this house, and it's a big house, but still, you know they're supposed to be locked in. Yeah, and, you know, so they, there's that tension. So that's pretty good. Um, the Purge Anarchy was absolute bollocks. I, I, it was just boring. That one was set on the streets during the Purge. Yeah, I just found it really, really boring. Election year, I've only just started watching, so I can't really say how that's going to go. It looks already looks better than the second one. Um, the first Purge was a kind of mix between being stuck in someone's house and them having to kind of escape because it wasn't safe. Right. Such a brilliant concept because yeah. we could we could all be in a house together and saying, right, we're not going to page, we're not going to page, we're going to stay together and protect each other. And at any point, I could just stick a fork in someone's head. And and as long as I can live with myself. Then... Yeah, it is a great idea. I do want to watch them. The, 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 the series looks great as well. The first Purge obviously sets up how the original idea came about and 
I think a lot of people got a bit pissed off with it because that's the one that came out this summer because, you know, there was a lot of, um, a lot of it kind of correlated with, you know, the current political climate. Right, yeah. Um, I don't think they, it was like sledgehammered in, but you could definitely see similarities between some of what's going on in America right now in terms of politics. Well, there was a, there was a sneaky line in tonight's Doctor Who episode that they uh, that they said, and it's something I'm not spoiling anything. I know we're very fresh on Doctor Who, but um, she said something like, "Oh, uh, I don't carry a knife. Um, knives are for losers," or something like that. And uh, obviously, a comment on what's going on in London at the minute, and obviously other cities as well. But it was clearly aimed uh, at that. Yeah. I think anything um, set on the BBC occasionally will slip into this is a public health um, announcement. I listen yeah. to the Archers, and the Archers constantly do it. Well, Ryan, I know you normally watch it, so have you started watching this new season of South Park? I haven't started it. I didn't, is it started oh. already? Yeah, it's two episodes in on Comedy Central. Oh, God, yeah, I need to catch up. I didn't realise it started yet. <laughs> the first episode... Um, it's not really a spoiler. Um, the first episode um, kind of tackles uh, shooting in school. Oh, I did know. Yeah, I, d- I did know it was on because I heard it, it had done it. Because um, I've seen the clip where he goes home talking about the school shooting and then they talk about him failing maths. Yeah. Yeah. And the whole, and it, like, it was, it's really weird because um, like I was trying to find out when it was being shown over here. There's been no advertising. And it's being shown the day after America. But it's yeah. not being publicised at all. So it's on Comedy Central on Thursday nights in the UK after being shown on Comedy Central in America on Wednesday. I think it's on Now TV as well. Yeah, it will be. Yeah, it usually yeah. is, yeah. So yeah. I'll have to, I'll have to really <coughs> that. One. But that one, you, um, that episode, you, uh, the second episode is very weird. But the that episode about that, um, I, I think was, was very interesting. I think um, you definitely resonate with we as a as a nation kind of definitely resonate with one character's viewpoint over the majority um, yeah and it's that typically that thing they do really well in south park where it's that social commentary of what a lot of people are feeling yeah they are very really good at that in the zeitgeist of it and i you know I, I think it's yeah very timely very interesting to see the, the kind of different views that you you get uh, and we definitely see here. I mean, I, when I speak to Americans about either politics or gun culture in America, I always get told we get this very blinkered view because we're in the UK and we're not over there and we know, and all this and the other. And it, to an extent, they're probably right because, you know, news is news and how it's reported is how it's reported. And, you know, we're not there living it. But certainly in what we're seeing, you know, I think it's very hard for us as a nation to understand why it's more important for people to have guns than it is to protect people. Well, this is the thing, right? You you look at you look at um with the fact that they have to have drills in schools in case a shooter gets in. Like that's not a good situation to be in. No, right, no, no country should have that, especially no, not a country like like that. I think you do. I think they do stuff like that in our schools now. I'll be honest with you. I'm sure my kids have been through some sort of drill in case some maniac gets into the 
Google. That's crazy, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's just, it's just gone to pot, isn't it? <laughs> I mean, the thing but, is as well, it's, it's the attitude of, right, we've had another school shooting. How do we address it? Let's put guns in schools. Yeah, arm the teachers. That's it. That, oh, God. Like, everyone else is screaming, uh, how about just get rid of guns, make it illegal to have guns? And they're like, nope, what we should do is arm good people with guns. Because the yeah. more good people that have guns the more they'll be able to take out the bad people with guns. I don't think that in a situation um, where you've never been faced with a gun in your in your life before, you, they think that everyone's suddenly going to become Bruce Willis in Die Hard and you know take down all of the, the, the school shooters. It's going to happen like that. That's that's literally how they think it's going to go down. Yeah. I mean, I've never fired a gun. I, I wanted that. I, I looked into doing it when I was in Vegas because uh, some people that I was with were going to a gun range. Um, I didn't go. Uh, I just couldn't justify the, the cost of doing it for what, you know, for the, the thrill you're going to kind of get from it. Um, and from the people I spoke to, that you know, when they come back from doing it, they were like, oh, it was a lot different than I expected. And, you know, it's a lot harder and, you know, you don't understand, like, the recoil and everything like that. So it's not, you don't just pick up a gun and aim it and fire it and you're going to kill somebody. No, no. I fired, doing. I fired the um, the SLR self-loading rifle and the SA80, which is, I believe, is still the army, the British army's gun of choice. Um, that was in the early nineties when I was in the TA, and um, it's a cracking feeling. We were at a shooting range in Anglesey. It's brilliant, but there is an after kick. The, the SLR, right, if I shot you with an SLR in, in like, combat, it would kill you. It would blow a hole. You'd have a, 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 an entrance wound, and it would blow the back area. So you're dead, right? So that that's it's done its job. But the SA-80 is designed to take three men out of the, the battle because with an SA-80, you get shot, but you don't die. You go down. And then you need two fellas to evac you to get you out. To so, it, it's it's more about injuring than killing. Mm. If you know what I mean, because people have got a other soldiers and whatever have got to get you out of the battle situation. Um, very very different guns, but yeah, I'm glad I've had that. I've got no interest to fire a gun ever again. I've done it. Yeah. But it's just, it just sounds like the, the Wild West out there. Oh, yeah. Like America's never, gone to pot. They've never, they've never got out of it. It's, it, is, it is very weird how that, um, that, that law is still in existence. It just doesn't belong in 2018. No. No. Quick break. Say, say something controversial so we can turn this around. Cue the music. You can't cue the music on that. Is that how you end an episode, Craig? Jesus. Oh, but the thing he does on Tell Him, Steve, Dave. Yeah, but, you know, Walt he's Flanagan. Another, he's another weird American, isn't he? Um, I don't think Walt... I think Walt Flanagan's the only normal one in there. You're joking. Someone who, who his idea of, you know, a decent meal is Dennis. Yeah, that's worrying, that, isn't it? That's, you know, if that doesn't send alarm bells ringing 
he's a simple man. That's all. He's a I, never, I made I made the mistake once in Denny's of um, she's like, "How would you like your eggs?" And no, I was about fourteen. And I was like, "Well, how do you do your eggs?" Ten minutes later, she's still going. And I just, <laughs> I'm like, I don't even know what you're saying now. Literally, easy, don't know what you're saying. Like, what, I, it was ridiculous. It was actually Yeah, but that's Americans all over, though, isn't it? They do that with their food. They overcomplicate everything. I, I'd kill myself if I worked in a restaurant over there. <laughs> I couldn't yeah, handle it. They have got it tough. You know, uh, even just ordering a fucking cup of coffee is like um, like war and peace, isn't it? Yeah. A skinny, light, flapper lapper, Mickey Motter, shitty shotter. Uh, just give me a black coffee. The coffee of colour. Yeah. If you had to ask for black coffee, because it'd be what bean do you want? Yeah. What what's an extra what's extra dry? What's that? Yeah, it's extra dry and it's extra wet. One's what? more yeah, yeah, yeah. I think extra dry gives you more foam. Yeah, it's it's, it's very weird. It's very weird. Just it's just a couple of beans. Yeah. Yeah. Make it so. Um Craig, did you want to talk you want to talk briefly about phones? I just wondered if anybody's bothered with the, the newer eye devices that have uh, dropped. Uh, so I haven't. Um, Dan, who obviously some of you will know listening at home that I do other podcasts with, he has bought the new, is it 10S? The I don't know what they call it. I don't know what they're calling it. Um, the, 10S, a very... the 10S Max and the 10S R, is it? Something like that. Something like that. He's bought the 10S. There's a very funny story coming up. I can't remember what episode because we've recorded so many recently and because obviously we're going away where we talk about drop it. What, how much money would you pick up if you like say dropped it in dog shit? So, <laughs> um, you know, would you pick up if you dropped a pound, you know, that kind of thing. And he was being, um, very like, he's obviously got too much money because Stu and I were like five pounds easy. Like we're picking that up, wash it off, job done, go in there, buy your coffee, get your change. Um, he he was saying no to 20s he was saying no to 50s and we said okay Dan you dropped your new iPhone 10s face down into a pile of dog shit are you picking it up and he was like oh I'm not not sure like alright I'm picking it up then because it's a grand's worth of phone Jesus it's some dog shit oh well exactly Just, and, it, and the new ones are waterproof so there's no excuse that's true um I am looking at the uh, what's it called, the RSRs. Yeah, yeah, yeah. In the the, the next one comes yeah. out in um, while we're in Scotland on holiday, yeah. the end of October. Yeah, what are we all rocking now? What do we use? Me and you are on sevens, aren't we, Nick? I got the eight plus currently. All oh, right, okay. So that's the thing. Like that, that's the way I look at it. Is that I'm looking at these new ones now this like the the r's because i've not upgraded my phone in two years which i know is not a long time but there have been significant improvements on those phones since then um, yeah especially in terms of like the camera and stuff like that so for me it's probably enough to justify having an upgrade um, what a, what i will say is well now you know, it's <coughs> a bit tired well well, you can get your battery replaced for 25 quid, not a problem. Mm. Um, but 
these now, because you're not on the latest, you're on a, a compromised version of iOS. Yeah. Because it's all geared now for the, the face and the flipping up and the, the no home button. Um, I've seen Carl, my sister-in-law's uh, 10S Mac, no 10 Max, whatever, no 10, whatever it was last year. And I've used it a few times and it's a pretty, you know, I, I quite like it. But the days of running out, I've, I've always been, every two years, I've always updated every two years, but this is the first time I'm just, my iPhone works. The iOS 12 has made it a little bit snappier. Um, battery life's a little bit better. You know, it's just a little tweak here and there, but I think I've become old. I don't know. I think I think if if so, I've had this a year. I don't particularly. I'm not in a particular rush to get a new phone. I'll probably get one next year. If I was to choose one this year, it would be the 10 plus. That is a big bit of real estate. He is, but what I use my phone for is is tweeting on Facebook and watching YouTube. So it's like that's what's what I need. I use the big screen. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I had the six plus back in the day, the, the, which was the first big iPhone. Yeah, and I got uh, by the end of my two years, I was glad to get rid of it because I just found. It, it was just so good. Um, then I went down to the seven, and I would my favourite iPhone of of history was the the five. That form factor, the iPhone five, I had that. It was absolutely beautiful. Fitted in your hand, didn't slide up. So I'd have an SC. I don't know why they've killed the SE. I mean, they, they, there's no. Uh, you can't. I don't think you can buy it now in the Apple shop. So it might, maybe it'll come back out, but I think that was a beautiful phone. No, I think they've killed those off pretty good. Yeah, I'm disappointed. Are those ones all the different colours? No, they were the um, five Cs. Ah, uh, okay. The SE were, was still out up until about three weeks ago. Basically, it's just that it's a... An iPhone 5 shell with the inner workings of an iPhone 6 and, you know, like that, all, all bastardised versions of yeah, the, yeah. the home button of an iPhone 5 and all that type of stuff. It's a lovely piece of kit. My mother-in-law's got one. It's nice. I'd be quite happy. I like the... I love my AirPods and I adore my Apple Watch Series 3. It's my most used device now because the phone can just stay in your pocket all day long now because you just tap your airpods and talk to them you just talk to your, your watch you don't even need to get your phone out your pocket anymore so yeah you, you know it's... i do i do like my apple watch as well yeah but then it's this now this cycle of well now i've got to get a new apple watch they've, what... they've got you by the bollocks i you know what i think is interesting because i watched the, the the conference when i like did the announcements all this stuff and like a lot of companies, they're going very environmental about stuff. And they made a big noise about the fact that they want iPhones to last years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, you know, and, and the stuff that they're trying to do to make it more environmentally friendly. But more importantly, that iPhones are going to last longer. So another reason I'm looking to 
upgrade from your 7 is because, based on that, if that's true, and I, you know, Apple could be very careful when they say stuff like this, but I think that we're going to see less changes in, in iPhones in the future. And, you know, I think you'll see less of the days where, you know, the, the step up between a 5 and a 6 and a 6 and a 7 and a 7 and a 8 um, are, are going to kind of go by the wayside because they're going to be under pressure now to make those phones last. So next year, I reckon the phones won't be that much different. They'll probably look different and they'll be made out of like, I don't know, ionised copper or something. I don't know. Um, but I reckon the inner workings of the phones won't be changing that much. No, I, I well, do, there's only so much you can do now with the phone. Yeah, but every year they find a new processor and they, you know, and all this stuff, you know, there's stuff that the sevens don't do that the yeah, yeah. Do and, and these new phones do. Um, the processors will always get more and more, won't they? You know, you've got 500 and um, whatever uh, gig iPhones now when they used to, you know, the iPhone 1 was just like 8 gig or whatever. It's just absolutely, it'll be a terrible Bite next. What do you need a terabyte of data for in your in your fucking pocket? But the thing is, I think that at the moment, like it's always been the case that Apple want you to update your phone at least every two years, and I think we'll see that extended to three or four. Yeah. And the only reason you'll, you'll replace your phone is because you know it's become damaged, or. You know, a reason like that, not because you have to have the latest model. Yeah, I agree. I think I, I love the look of the the ten, and because it's got no button and it's got a big like ten plus has got a bigger screen. Um, I'm still I'm still in contract for another year. I can see myself upgrading to whatever is next year because of the fact that I've lost all the buttons and stuff like that. Um, but I'm in no no great rush. I'm not. I don't feel like I've lost out through not upgrading this year. I had the I was on the upgrade program. I paid my phone off. Mm. I think the upgrade program is about 20 months or something. 20 um, months, yeah. I'm the same as you, Nick. I was. Yeah, which was good. I mean, it meant that if I wanted to upgrade, I could have done within that time. Well, I, but, two years ago, I got the brand new iPhone 7 for £37 a month. And that includes, obviously, the He's gone. He's definitely gone. It's a bit like that bit in Spin Spin Sugar when it slows right down. Yeah. And interest free. Oh, there we go. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, Greg, you said I paid £37 a month and then you just went interest free. So God knows what you said for the preceding two minutes. Well, should we, uh, should we uh, am I back now? Yeah, you're back now. I'm back. No, you're not. No, no. Um, yeah, well... <laughs> <laughs> well, anyway, I think what Craig was trying to say was that, because I looked at the new... Um, the new X 
XS series. And I think, I mean, I know they're a more premium product anyway than what the 7s were when we got those. But I think I was looking at about another 12 quid a month or something to what I was paying for that. Yeah. So, I mean, it's a, it's a, it was a big jump. It was a big jump. Um, I didn't feel I needed that luxury. It, when, when you looked at the spec of the phones, there wasn't enough of a difference for me between the XS series and the R that they're coming out with you know, in a couple of months' time. So it was not yeah. really me like, making that change. Um, it, it just seemed to be like cosmetically and the materials used were better. But I normally stick a decent case on my phone anyway. So, well, the, this one's only on my back now. Not really. You uh, are a bit. <laughs> Forty-one quid. Forty-one quid. Someone just said, "Yeah, forty-one quid a month on the upgrade program," which is getting back to the thirty-seven quid that we paid. What was that for? For the Apple. No, 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 no. What's the thought? The thought yeah, yeah, yeah. is for what? Yeah, for the upgrade program, for the new phone. What for the the R series? Yeah, the cheap one. Oh, is this fine. through Apple themselves? Yeah. Yeah. Ah, uh, okay. Yeah. If you go for the if you go for the 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 new one that's out now, it's fifty six quid, which is just ridiculous. Oh, it's even more. Well, I said fifteen quid in our eyes about. If you look at I don't know if you look going through someone like O2, some of the deals that they've got it's like it's like sixty seventy quid a month. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. So the thing is, what and I think Craig did the same. Like if you do the Apple upgrade program, then you're you're paying a significant chunk less, and then what you can do is you can get like a SIM only contract. Yeah, because I did that with free, and I got I think I ended up paying something like twelve pound fifty a month for about six gig of data or something. Mm-hmm. Which, if I'd have bought it through three as an entire package, I'd have been paying about seven or eight quid more a month combined than if I paid for it separately. Yeah. And also get the Apple Care chucked in. Yeah. Well. I pay 19 a month now, and that's a 100 gig. Yeah, see, I, I never use, you know, I don't use much more than a, about four or five gig a month, so that that's madness to me. But if you use a lot of data, then it makes sense. Yeah. Right, boys, should we wind it up? I'll wind you up in a minute. Oh, it's, it's, gone. it's all getting a bit gone. serious now, isn't it? I thought, <laughs> yeah. I, thought, I thought school shootings are serious. Now we're talking about fighting each other. <laughs> we, we can't fight each other for too long, because, Ryan, you're, you're off. Um, so... Have an amazing trip. Um, I will. We're going to be recording when we're out there as well. Oh, superb. So, yeah, we're, we're both really looking forward to it now. Outright. So, so Dan's obviously minted, as you said. Yeah? Yeah. So Dan says to you, Ryan, for 20 quid, will you suck me off? No, nah, it's going to take a lot more than 20 quid. 20 quid? 50 quid. I'm not, I'm not changing the way that I'm orientated this, for 50 quid. This is, the, this is the same same scenario as the dog shit. So for 50 it's, quid... It's definitely not. 50 quid, 100 quid. No, I don't think so. 
Okay, thousand quid. Just bear in mind, Ryan, as well, when you change your orientation, yeah, all you've got to do is turn yourself about 90 degrees. Yeah. That's true, yeah, you're right, you're right, yeah. I don't know what I'm, thinking. I'm thinking. I might not even have to move, depending on where we are. Exactly. A thousand quid, a thousand quid, come on. No, I still think I'm saying no. It would have to be out of money to significantly change my life. Yeah. 2,000 quid. <laughs> it's not doing it, though. 10,000 quid. If he offered to pay my mortgage off, I might do it. 100,000 quid. My mortgage is more than that. Come on, I live in the south. Quid. I'm smaller than that. I live in the south. 300,000 quid. Yeah, that would pay off. So you're going to blow him for 300,000 quid on this holiday? I reckon so, yeah. If he, if he, if he gives it to me in cash, I'm, I'm there. Cue the music.
<laughs> this podcast is part of the After Dark Podcast Network.